0: Big D Entertainment in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sue Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations, a true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, Including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly.
1: Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers, to the Sesquicentennial of episodes, number one hundred fifty. And coming up Monday, the tenth of October, will be the third anniversary of the Dave Holly Hour. Thank you, everyone. From guests, to those of you that are listening, downloading, sharing everything else, to my wife putting up with me, <laughs> and uh, all of the great people that have been a part of this. Certainly, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's it's a learning experience continually. Speaking of learning, this week, we're going to learn about the print business and how Allison Morgan of Prints and Repeats doesn't just help local artists make prints, but also organizes pop-up art shows. Then, Mighty Corson art players Marisa Moser and Dave Bakke tell us about MCAP's production of American Hero, which opens their 40th season, October 14th. Plus, will tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve.
2: Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here.
1: So long, hump day and your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. If you're a regular listener, you know that quite often when it comes to this part, I'd like to say, you know, whatever you're drinking is probably going to be dependent upon, uh, or whatever you hold your drink in will be dependent upon what you are drinking. You know, for me, it's typically Jack Daniels Diet go with a lime, so I have it in a nice, uh, you know, a highball glass, uh, or, you know, somebody might be having a, a glass of milk, or maybe somebody's having a cup of coffee. But this weekend, Deep Toast goes out to October. And finally, feeling like fall, but we've had some decent days so far. We're going to have some chilly ones too, but at least we get to see all those great colors of the leaves before they all end up on the ground. So most appropriately this time, we should probably hoist a mug of beer to October it is time to pick a lucky winner of pizza with a podcaster everyone that follows the dave holly hour on facebook automatically entered also if you follow on instagram you're automatically entered and we happen to draw one name each week and this week we draw the name of gene young who probably has been listening since episode number one uh gene was a big fan of mine when i was in terrestrial radio here in the sioux falls market and uh, always appreciate uh, not just his listenership more importantly his friendship so congratulations gene we will be in touch with you because you're getting yourself a free pizza from sunny's pizzeria congratulations Pizza with a podcaster brought to you by Sunny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sunny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun, incredibly flavorful menu on sunnyspizzeria.com, where you can get some jowl dropping, show stopping, thin crust pizza. Honorable, honorable Mention. So what has made Dave smile in this past week? Be happy, joyous, etc., etc. Well, honorable mention this week goes out to Cody Henricks. You've heard him on this show before. He is the curator at the Washington Pavilion. He had his own art show this past weekend at Ipso Gallery. It was very well attended. Cool, cool stuff. And, you know, it's always great, not only when you hear about somebody, and then you go out and see them presenting their show, and it was spectacular. So Cody, congratulations! You are this week's winner of the coveted Dave Holly Hour Honorable Mention. Coming up later in the show from Mighty Corson Art Players American Hero cast, Marisa Moser and Dave Baki. Coming up next, printer Allison Morgan, on the Dave Holly Hour.
3: Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right.
0: M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964
4: For him, every day is a Holly day. Here again, Dave Holly.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to say. You've got me. You can read me like a book by now, can't you, that I'm going to start with It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Always a pleasure to have repeat guests and even more of a pleasure to have somebody on for the first time, (laughs) which is our case today with Allison Morgan. How are you? I'm very good. glad to hear that. Uh, You happen to have a little business called Prince and Repeat. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's a fun thing because, you know, uh, most people that we talk to are specifically, I shouldn't say specifically because uh, most dabble in a lot of different things here. But uh, yours isn't just, hey, I'm going to make some cool stuff and sell it. Your big thing, your big push is to help other people sell their stuff, isn't it?
4: Exactly. Yeah. What what
1: got you started on that then?
4: Uh, Well, I went to college for graphic design. Mm -hmm. um, And then I, you know, my first job with graphic design was actually in a small print shop. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that print shop job led to the next print shop job. And Mm -hmm. um, at that... I want to say the second one or so um I started scanning for artists and scanning their paintings and and printing for them at a print shop but when that company I was just you know oh let's move on to a different job and mm-hmm. some find something else a lot of people were looking for me and trying to find out where I was now because they missed that service and I thought well I've always thought about having my own business right yeah and um,
1: American dream
4: yeah <laughs> yeah and I think when you when you work for a very small company, you tend to learn a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. So I kind of learned all the different features, like ordering inventory and all this stuff. And I'm pretty independent already. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of started up on my own about seven years ago, and been going ever since so that's fantastic
1: yeah. uh but what made you especially you know uh, delve into that uh, part of it you know because if you're okay. in a print shop you know like I said a lot mm-hmm. of hats you could have chosen a lot of different ways to go but uh, is it is it your love specifically of art that uh, kind of led you down that path
4: well uh i probably one a very specific story a couple of different stories i guess one well, we have, <laughs> have time <laughs> <laughs> so one was um people have gotten to know me by this way I'm just the kind of person who would say, sure, I'll try. Mm-hmm. Um, an artist came in and said, hi, I have this really weird paper to print on at this old job that I used to work at. And they said, hey, could you print on this for me? I sh- will sure try. It might get torn up through the printer, but I can sure try. So I just put in the printer and sure enough it worked great. So then I created that kind of relationship with that artist. And, um, and then another artist, uh, a different time an artist came up to me and said hey can I get some prints for this painting and I went through the process of I I just said sure I'll try and because they went elsewhere in town and couldn't find that service so they went to me at that at that job and I made prints for them and everything and he said "Um, must have come back to me later on and said hey you realize I sold those prints and I was able to eat that week because huh. i sold prints of my work well that's
1: nice to hear so isn't
4: that it? that one was i got to say probably like 10 years ago that it happened mm-hmm. and those are little things like that that right. kind of motivate you to
1: give you a nudge
4: motivate me to do what i do yeah just helping people i like i do like to help people through you, the you know i so, I, yeah. I love
1: prints and uh, i love original artwork I, I love all arts and entertainment and but the, the one thing i've always wondered about and now i can ask an <laughs> ex- expert is how do you make a print
4: um, you so, know, because yeah. uh, you know,
1: I I think they're for such a long time between John Green mm-hmm. and uh, you know the guy that's uh, got his own place up in Watertown. What's his name again? <laughs> Terry. Oh, uh, yeah. but, uh Oh yeah. Terry know, Ruthen, be- between yeah. between uh, all those, especially you know, being in a an area that supports you know um, ducks unlimited and pheasants forever and so forth, mm-hmm. people were gathering and collecting prints and mm-hmm. so forth. And I kept thinking, so how do you actually? manufacture that. Oh, sure. Take us through that process so that we can have a better understanding when we buy one.
4: Oh, yeah. So um, I have a way of digitizing it. I have a scanner. um, Gets a really high quality image. um, And then when I open it up in Photoshop, I can see the color and everything. Mm-hmm. I'll always print a sample of it onto paper, check it and everything, make sure it looks right, because I want to be able to lay them next to each other and not be able to decipher which one is which. Ah. So that's my goal. Um, that's your
1: litmus test on Yeah. That, right? So
4: I have, I have a couple different kinds of paper, but my goal ultimately is digitizing it high quality, getting that file to work with, and then you know printing out samples make sure the color looks good. But yeah, I have that a certain kind of pigment ink from the printer to make sure it's an actual G-clay print and everything <laughs> so yeah
1: so what you're saying is you're, you're not on uh, hp insta ink
4: no. Okay. No. Yep. Yeah. Not a toner copy or it gets, anything. It's a
1: buy for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a it's a twelve color printer, so it has these big ink tanks in it. Okay. Um, and there's twelve of them, so.
1: How big is it physically?
4: The one I have is um, can do up to forty four inches wide. So wow. people have said it looks like a piano or a tanning bed in in my <laughs> in my house. <laughs> So it's, it's a pretty big machine. Well, it's, it's
1: no longer a house; it's a business. Yes, it's it, a place of business. Yes. Write-offs, we call those. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Oh, I definitely
4: measured the square footage of my living room, and that's a write-off every year. So that's absolutely. For sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the most interesting thing you've had as a print? And then I want to go back to your original story about, hey, I had this type of paper.
4: Oh sure. So I've definitely had some interesting times with with artwork. Um, I've had everything stuff that's really neat that I am able to do is someone says, oh, hi, you know, my mom passed away. She had this canvas, but everybody wants one. So I have the capability to scan it, digitize it, make an exact duplicate and allow the entire family to have a copy of it. So I've had um, stuff like that all the way to there's a couple that was fighting over a painting in the divorce. Oh. So I got to digitize it and make a print for the other spouse. and
1: Do you hand you know, your card out to lawyers now?
4: <laughs> I thought about it. I thought if anybody knows, you know, if you're really arguing who gets the painting and, you know, then, yeah, I can help out with stuff like that. So.
1: <laughs> That's fun. Okay, so earlier you said that kind of the nudge was somebody that had come in and said, I have this particular paper. Mm-hmm. And you oh, said, yeah. you know, okay, so I'll try it. If it gets stuck in the printer, it gets stuck in the printer. Um, you're dealing with some pretty high dollar printers though aren't you at that yeah. point yeah
4: oh yeah it's a very expensive machine
1: and so you really don't want to get things stuck in there too often do you well, or I have you of, become a mechanic
4: i kind of call myself like this you know paper jam wizard because i can if 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 and then I'll go work at offices in the past and, oh, no, the paper jammed. I said, just, oh, let me, let Relax. me do it. Don't worry about it because you can't just pull on it because then you get particles in the printer and then you're in big trouble. But, um, yeah, you just kind of follow the instructions and it's fine most of the time. If it's if it's really, really thin, then I, I probably would just say say no because it right. might just get stuck really, really bad. So but, what is
1: the thinnest paper that you do print on?
4: Um, it's probably as thin as like... Um, like a gift bag tissue paper
1: oh which reminds me i have a gift bag for you thank (laughs) you for saying that
4: (laughs) yeah it's it's fairly thin as long as it's sturdy enough to kind of lay flat Mm -hmm. um i just feed it through the front and the printer kind of takes it and just feeds it through and prints on so yeah you'd be surprised it does it does pretty well
1: what kind of uh software and apps and so forth do you work with then?
4: i i just use photoshop mainly um to open up the files and edit things Mm -hmm. and color correct things so yeah, people have different things to send me. I can usually work with just about everything um, in Photoshop. But um, yeah, worked with quite a bit. mainly Photoshop is my photo editing. Otherwise, I know like the Adobe software to write as a, as a graphic designer. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I think every graphic designer knows that, don't they? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when somebody comes in and says, hey, Allison, I want you to do this, um, you're know, like, How busy are you right now? So, uh, you know, what what are we talking about if somebody wants something for Christmas? Oh,
4: Oh, sure. I usually, um, because it's my full-time job, Mm -hmm. um, it's the only thing I'm doing. So uh, I get people that say that all the time. How busy are you? Where are you you at? What's going on? Um, I've been able to turn things around in a couple of hours. There was someone actually who brought me a painting that was, I want to say about four foot by five foot. And they said, oh no, I forgot. I'm supposed to donate it at an auction tonight. I have four hours until the event. Oh, this isn't ideal. <laughs> um, but i they brought it in. I was able to scan it and make prints for them mm-hmm. in, I want to say it was about four to six hours. So not ideal, but yeah, most of the time I'd say just a few days to turn things around. So oh, I know sometimes businesses, you know... More specialty stuff can be a couple of weeks, but right. it just depends on the order. Most of the time, it's just a few days.
1: Yeah. So when you went to school to become a graphic designer, were you thinking, this is the ultimate? No. Well, what was it that you <laughs> had as a dream?
4: Well, it was I was probably in fifth grade when I did my first design ever, mm-hmm. and I got such a kick out of it because it was my dad's, it was like a Boy Scouts waffle breakfast thing. And okay. I had to make a flyer. You did the and, flyer? Yeah, oh, and Word wow. document and I had to been in fifth grade. And it was just such a the experience of asking someone what they want, putting it all together and someone going, Oh, yeah, that looks great. Or Oh, can we change this around? Oh, you know, just kind of putting that all together for someone is is It's weird, how just helping someone complete a project is can turn into a whole business.
1: Well, and at what point then after that, you know, fifth grade, uh, you're probably not thinking about a business per se, no. but you know, what do you recall the first time you got paid for doing any graphic work?
4: Yeah. Uh, I think there's little projects here and there. Someone says, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to pay you. Well, yeah, it's a service. <laughs> yeah. Instead of but, me,
1: We're going to let you do this for exposure. <laughs> yes. Yes.
4: Which I'm definitely, I, if I can have artists do things to get paid to do it, I, you know, I don't want to put any artist stuff up on the wall for right. just exposure. Right. Yeah, I want to make sure everyone gets paid. But yeah, it was um, so 2015 was when I got started and I did my first little bit of scanning and someone was paying me for that. Um, but my, I think the main part of it is I just kind of wanted something more independent. My parents are farmers, so mm-hmm. I was kind of used to that flexibility. Um, you know, just when you work for a company for a long time where you just kind of go, oh, I wish it would just be done this way. And when they go under and they closed. I thought, well, let's now's my opportunity to kind of jump in and do and the Alison it. so, Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun to just be able to when you have an idea and just do it.
1: Yeah. Now do people also besides bringing things in just to be scanned and put onto a different format and so forth, do they also come in and say, "Hey, can you tweak this? Can you can you go ahead and have a little fun?" do they
4: ever give you a free reign i wish they would <laughs> <laughs> i i love to do that i ended up um kind of making I, I just like a lot of artists do where they make art and say they're not an artist i do the same thing mm-hmm. say i make art not an artist but um but then again i always say if you get paid to do it you're a professional artist true you have to say it but um i made some artwork myself and i just messed around with it just messed with the colors made them all sorts of different you know directions. And that was really fun, but most of the time I have people that want it to be exactly the same. So, yeah, I just utilize my own freedom with the with my own artwork that way.
1: Uh, when somebody does bring something to you, you know, you've talked about you you scan a lot and so mm-hmm. forth. But if they have something that you know was not made in a vector format or anything along that line, fancy, but mm-hmm. they want to have it a little larger, are you able to work with that?
4: If they want if they want to be vector format or if they want it to be
1: enlarged you know enlarged. Where, where normally you know that's a jpeg that's only uh, 125 sure uh and they they need it to be you know uh well let's just use a table size they want mm-hmm. to put something on a table mm-hmm. can you help them with that
4: oh yeah okay. i have people that bring me something um or even if they bring me their eight by ten painting and they say you know can i get eight by ten prints of this and i say well you, you know you can always get larger prints or smaller prints and sometimes that kind of baffles people because they don't realize i can adjust it but um but yeah i can definitely make that difference um i always say if you're using your phone most of the time those images are going to be pretty small true pretty low resolution so you don't have a whole lot of wiggle room with that but that Mm -hmm. is possible i've used people's phone pictures the only thing i say is to just not send it through messenger because things like facebook and instagram tend to compress the image so as long as they email me the photo i can i can do a whole lot with it Good yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm,
1: I'm thinking already. <laughs> All right. So one of the things you did recently, uh, as part of this, is being an outreach for other artists. Is you held a pop up over at uh, Sunday's Pizzeria, yes. a show sponsor, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I went there because uh, I had already. Uh, well, I think my wife had even gone ahead and said uh, to Crystal Richards that she needed some earrings. So oh, yeah. Yeah. had to go get that. And I've got uh, Crystal working on a special project for me as well. And it seemed like, you know, because I got there late, but it seemed like everybody was having a pretty good day at their booths.
4: Yes, I, I'm very happy. I've done smaller events before, um, kind of just gallery curated walls mm-hmm. um, in different businesses. But this was my first event where I had, I think it was 25 plus artists there um yeah just a matter of i had my spreadsheet and i have my organization Uh and i put it all together but i i kind of i talked to everybody afterwards too just making sure how'd you do you know is there anything i could have changed but like everyone was happy with it um i tried to keep the price pretty low for entry fee and everything um especially because if you it's kind of a promise for how many people are showing up um i think we had my goal is to hit about a thousand interested going on facebook so I mean, at least a few hundred people were there. So That's yeah, everyone excellent. seemed to make yeah. money and that was made me happy. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, I loved everything that was there. I, I didn't get a chance because I had another event that I had to get to later. Uh, so I didn't have a chance to stop by every place and regrettably didn't have a chance to <laughs> stop at yours. Uh, but uh, I saw your your little uh, sign out there and so forth, and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. And then we run into each other a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, uh, out at the uh, Roller Dolls uh, benefit yes. that they were having. It's like, well, okay, let's get our calendars <laughs> out right now. Yeah, and so exactly. here we are on a Monday afternoon, enjoying a glass of wine at our wine bar. And, and first yeah. of all, let's mm-hmm. uh, clink on that. Then, cheers to you. Cheers. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for coming on the show today. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, you know, do you? Are you able to take something, you know, because obviously a lot of the, uh, the craze these days, I should say, is uh, when people have their own photos and then they want to put on a canvas and so mm-hmm. forth. That seems to be pretty big.
4: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, what are some of the other things that you can do then?
4: So I, I have a heat press and a sublimation printer. So I am able to do um, anywhere from, you know, final lettering, um, just final lettering text on things, press down. Um, I... have Done, and then the sublimation part of it is more the full color image mm-hmm. stuff. So that I've done. I've started with products like canvas bags, T-shirts. Um, it's kind of more about like just making sure I find a good source for those materials. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done some products like that, too. Um, I do have a coffee cup press, so I'm able to do oh sweet stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah,
1: you see, my wife just got a cricket and she's ready to go whole hog on it and so forth. And and uh, we we talk about things. And I love hats. I also love coffee mugs. You know, so, you know, some easy stuff, no brainer, but... Where do you find a hat that doesn't have that damn seam in the middle of it?
4: Oh, I would have no idea. <laughs> it's uh, doing that research to try to find yeah. it. Is, uh, it's like, is definitely whoa. a good question. You know,
1: where do you get one that doesn't have that thing that you're yeah. going to be printing over top or anything? <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that yours is like a, a grown-up cricket times 10 or something.
4: Well, I actually just used something very similar. Um, they call it just like a hobby vinyl cut, Okay. Um, very similar. Um it's it's kind of how a lot of people get started. Um, it's why I haven't gone too big in promoting it yet because I'm mm-hmm. just kind of getting started, feeling it out. Um, yeah, I end up I just have a silhouette, so just kind of a very similar version. But um, I do have a very very big heat press, so they do say that those are tend to work really well and almost better than the the Cricut ones because sometimes they don't have enough pressure right this one's the big handle that if i oh, if i no. do it all day i get my shoulder blades are burning and everything <laughs> right. so it's definitely a big project but um but yeah i have that big heat press for her project so can do pretty big see orders. arts can
1: be exercise too oh
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh
1: prior to the graphic part you know you, you said your uh, dad had uh, gotten you into that by having you make a flyer mm-hmm. um did you have other artistic ideas
4: and so forth
5: um
1: huh?
4: Uh, I, I was more the kid who they just always called creative and I always thought, oh yeah, I'm right brain. I'm so creative, you know, just kind of always thought that of myself, but then I realized how left brain I am. (laughs) Um, and I think you kind of have to have a little bit of a split with that where you you enjoy the creative side of things. You can kind of open yourself up to different options, but with owning a business, you have to be. Very, very organized because taxes and true. Know, and, all that and the stuff. other thing so. of you
1: know, when you talk about creatives being in business
4: mm-hmm.
1: is you know creatives tend to be a little more hey let's do this let's do that bah, bah, bah. and then yeah uh, the business party has to be a little conservative sometimes and draw back and say not yet yep yeah and they have to hold off. So what what's the big thing that you would love to have for your business right now oh. that you you've got on the big wish list.
4: I I have so many printers on my wish list, but they are so. <laughs> You're gonna expensive. fill up that front room, aren't you? <laughs> I I'm so out of room in that office, but um, yeah I I, I call it, It's an eco solvent printer. It just would enable me to do outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. So right now I have a distributor who does my outdoor outdoor okay. stuff. So I can always do small format outdoor printing for people if they need to. Um, but yeah, someday I'll you know. It, to have like you know a copier on my wish list it sounds crazy but <laughs> i would love to have a toner copier just so i can do postcards and all that right. stuff my own because that's how i kind of i say grew up but that's what my my career has always been mm-hmm. small format so i don't know i like doing the small format copies where you do the cards and design all that and set it up for print and that's always been fun for me
1: what has been the uh, most challenging part of doing this on your own
4: um, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more trusting myself, for one thing, when I get a little nervous, like, oh, I haven't had an order in three days. It's over. It, yeah. That's it. I'm the well's making, gone dry. Yeah, and no more money whatsoever. And then an you know, no order comes in. Which is so. what Santa
1: Claus says December 26th.
4: Yeah, yep. So it's a little bit of patience and trusting myself because, yeah, things have gone well in the past. It's not just going to stop and Mm -hmm. be done but um yeah that and just making sure i'm being responsible with my expenses (laughs) so what what has
1: been feedback from the artists that you work with at this point
4: um i've actually been called a a wizard and a magician oh good before um because i show people what i've done you know show them that like this is the brush stroke you can see in the i'll show them the computer screen or the print and Uh they say oh my word you're a magician you're a wizard like Ooh, that you know brush the shoulder that, <laughs> that feels pretty cool so yeah i i like that i'm able to provide that service because i know there's other printing companies but mm-hmm. just to have that as a um you know true, yeah. something with, to provide with the people. fact that there
1: are a lot of printing companies you have to have a niche yeah yeah and so you have yep. to be able to, to go with that did i also see that you do posters
4: posters yes yes um oh yeah like just like small format i can definitely mm-hmm. do um I mean, essentially my business, I have like that Like the 14 featured. by 17 type yeah. and so forth. And. Yep. I have, I mean, my printer is just inkjet too, so mm-hmm. it can do the poster paper, the, the 20 pound bond, like lightweight paper. So there's all sorts of stuff just in the large format printing industry that I'm able to do just flyers like that. So, yeah.
1: So was there any uh, hip, hip, hooray, a shout out for joy the first time you ever worked in a large format?
4: <laughs> I And it was
1: successful because obviously there's trial and error.
4: Oh, the the amount of times that I just have both my hands just kind of like on the top of the printer, my head hanging down. I go, please. <laughs> feels like there's a lot of praying involved. And you go, come on, <laughs> please. We'll just have, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of stress and that comes with, Cause you're working with this machine and trying to have it come out. So yeah, it's, I've going from the small format to the large format, it's pretty similar in process where you create something, have to adjust the settings and, mm-hmm. you know, hope that it does what it's supposed to do. Cause yeah, sometimes paper will jam. Well, or, and,
1: right. And and yeah. the thing that I've noticed, you know, cause I, I do a lot of promotion for mm-hmm. my podcast stickers, etc., and, and things like that is that. I can never send something light enough because it always gets darkened when yeah. it comes back to me. Yeah, and uh, there's sometimes I go, "Oh, I paid for that. Well, now what am I to do with it?"
4: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, part of it is understanding the print settings because mm-hmm. there's all these profiles that you have to make sure are absolutely correct, and all the different windows that pop up and everything's very particular. And then there's also just you know when you when you print with me. I, I always make sure, would I do I like it? I'm not right. just, even if you send me something, I'm not just going to send it to print and go, sorry, uh, because you know, then you're kind of stuck get with a something. chance for the proof and everything. Yeah. that, yeah. that either, and I, I used to do more proofs, but now I just kind of go with, do Gut I feeling? think it looks good? Cause I'm really picky. And if it's too dark, I'll just send a picture with my phone and text someone, Hey, looks kind of like this. Are you good with this? Because. I can adjust it and i'm Mm -hmm. not just also going to just adjust things either because that's not gonna win any favors
1: so So, you know when when somebody hires you obviously they're Mm -hmm. not just hiring quote-unquote a printer they're hiring uh, a graphic artist they're hiring a designer Mm they are hiring someone that can be an editor
4: yeah yeah and i like that i i'm glad that people have felt comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to trust me with the project fact that you know I am working out of my home and people are bringing their possessions to me to work with me I'm I'm glad that people have been able to trust me because that's what I push for that's what I'm trying to make people understand it's like hey I'm here for you I'll price everything out and you know the pricing direction too when people say oh I've never done this before I get a lot of that mm-hmm. never done this before I don't know what I'm doing I'll work with you the whole way. And if you're not happy with it, we don't have to do it. We can do smaller prints, we can do, you know, cheaper paper or just, you know, making sure that everyone's happy compared to just, you're not stuck in this expensive mm-hmm. project that, you you know. Well, it, know at least, you know,
1: from what I saw on your website, uh, you are more than reasonable in your pricing.
4: Yeah, I try to be, I yeah. try to, because that's most of the, it's for resale. You know, right. I, I don't want to have these retail prices that people have to then try to turn around and mm-hmm. sell things for even higher and then they're having a hard time. It's trying to keep that as a fair. And that's what I've, I like to hear is I've been told I have fair pricing. Yeah. Which means to me it's at least a good value for what they're getting. Yeah. yeah.
1: Value was the key, no doubt about that. I used to work retail a bajillion years ago uh, and there was uh, one of the distributors of uh, ties and dress shirts and so forth. Um and he had a poster on his wall that said price, quality, selection. Choose two. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always loved that and thought yeah. of that. You know, if if you're gonna have a higher price, then you better have really good quality or really incredible service to go along with it. Right. But you know, it's it's tough to to get that meld of all three. So when somebody can tell you they have value mm-hmm. that you have value, that's I've always thought that's about the closest you can get to that. Yeah. To being able to do that. All right. Before we uh, wrap up with a couple of the questions I always love to end with, <laughs> let's make sure we get the word out for you then. If people want to hire you, put you to work as a printer for them, especially if they're an artist, uh, what do they need to do to contact you?
4: Um, I am, um, I have the Instagram, the Facebook, and a website. Mm-hmm. Um, all three will have my phone number and email address. I've had people text me, call me email me, message me through um I prefer at least my business, you know, Facebook or Instagram. Um but if, you know, someone messaged me on my personal one too. So You're I, not gonna I, turn it down. Yeah, I keep it pretty organized. <laughs> so I have a, a whole spreadsheet with the method of contact. So if you contact me on anything, I'll make sure to get back. And I'm pretty quick to get back to people. So I'm all the time. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. hoping a lot of work
1: comes your way. I know some of mine will be. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the other thing that I always like to end with is, first of all, when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Or what do you like to take in as art?
4: Sorry, could you say that again?
1: When you're not being part of the creative scene in the arts and entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by or what type of art do you like to go see and so forth?
4: Oh, sure. Um, so my the type of art that I like to go see, um, I am definitely a big First Friday fan. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with the Art and Wine Walk. That's, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I always love paying attention to the Sculpture Walk every year and watching that change out. That's been a great program that uh, Sioux Falls has had. Um, I always love having... Um, going to the pavilion and seeing different shows there. Uh, I love it when little random businesses that have nothing to do with art host an art right. show, which is why I really enjoyed the Sunny's show. Yeah, um, it's why I want to try to do more things like that. So if other businesses want to have shows at their place, that I would be someone to contact about <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I I like going to shows for the main part where I don't even get through the door and I've talked to three people and hugged three people already. Mm-hmm um i like being part of that scene i used to be very 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 shy so finding that art community has been really rewarding Mm -hmm. um people are pretty cool and uh yeah it's it's been really neat
1: and in this particular area very talented yes (laughs) that's the thing that blows me away oh yeah all the time as to how much talent we have in the visual arts and the uh spoken word in the written word in the music in the song singing songwriting Photography, you name it. We have incredible talent in oh, this yeah. community. No doubt about that. All right. So then the other wrap-up question, any other hobbies?
4: Hobbies. Um, I, <laughs> when you own your own business and it's all you do, it tends to be <laughs> all you do. Um, I've been actually trying to find hobbies. Um, I've been playing a Pokemon card-playing game. Okay. Um, which... I would have never thought about doing that, but my husband got me into it and it's kind of a fun strategy game just to understand how everything works. And then besides that, um, I've been, I have two dogs. So I what love, breed? Um, I have a seven pound poodle Okay. and then a 40 pound schnauzer. Uh, so and they're best friends, which oh, is fun, that makes it work well, yeah, my little coworkers and uh, having those as office buddies is, yep. is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: have Lucy the Cat as my office mate. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alice and Morgan, thank you so much. Appreciate the time that you spent here on the Dave Holly Hour and look forward to seeing more of your shows pop up and uh, doing some business with you too.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
1: You're quite welcome. We'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment.
4: Helping women feel empowered and confident is
3: what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does, while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th.
4: is a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Always a pleasure to talk to Empire Arts and Entertainment. Brian Shipper knows that. He's been a guest many times. That man from MCAP, Mighty Course and Art Players. But we have a fun one tonight. Yes, we do, because I always like to say it's nice to be able to have repeat guests on. Marisa Moser, welcome. Hi, good to have you back.
3: Thanks for having me. And
1: if you're suddenly saying that voice sounds familiar. Well, if you've not seen her on stage, which you have missed out on, then you might have heard her on this podcast previously when she was on, but also she's on every single week now because she did the voiceover work for our premier Mm -hmm. advertiser sponsor, Posh Boutique. Yes, that's you (laughs) with all those wonderful lines. Well-written, I might add, by, oh, well, that would be me. Okay, but now a first-time guest, Dave Baki, who happens to be a board member out at MCAP. And from what I understand, Dave, uh, you're getting back into the acting
2: gig for the first time in a while? Yeah, it's been about four or five years since I last appeared on stage, and
1: well, felt that's it was good. just time. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, yeah, first of all, great to have you on the show, as we are here to talk about uh, MCAP's production of American Hero, which uh, is going to open on... Friday the 14th. Are you thankful it wasn't a year earlier to have been Friday the 13th? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, but uh, or actually that would be next year, wouldn't it? Uh, so uh, first of all, uh, Dave, tell us about uh, you jumping back into acting then, but uh, being on the board
2: all this time. Well, I, I've also gotten back on the board. I was on the board mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago and took a little, little uh, sabbatical and then Brian talked me back into it and uh he has a
1: way about him with that doesn't
2: he yeah he um smooth talked me into getting on the board and uh after being on the board and being back around it i decided i should try the acting thing again so i auditioned and was fortunate (laughs) enough to be cast and i'm enjoying every minute of it all right and uh how are the nerves right now how are the nerves right now um Right now we're off book starting tonight, so it's been a little bit hairy. You know, a little more nose in the book and right. listening to the recorded lines, but uh, but not bad. No, it's uh, it's come back pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. So
1: first time for you in about four or five years acting again, getting back on the board, getting all into it and so forth. Marisa Moser, you have been doing a lot in that time frame, but first time for MCap, correct?
3: Yes, this is the first show that I'm doing with MCAP. Um, I've seen so many of their shows. I've been a big fan for a while. Um, And I I know so many of the people who go and do shows out there. And so it's been a lot of going to see my friends having fun there and thinking, oh, I should swing out here more often. (laughs) And I have now. Join um, in it's the fun. Been, uh, it's been super, super fun so far. I am so glad that I've gotten to finally, you know, do a show here. These excellent. People. It was it's been really cool. Well, it's
1: about time you got out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, I've seen you in so many different places. I'm As sorry. I said, I've seen you in so many different places and so many different productions. And yeah. It's like, well, this is natural. Yeah. You want to yeah. hit them all You yeah. know the best that you can. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Uh, so, Dave, tell us, uh, first of all, about, uh, you know, Camp's production of American Hero coming up, uh, starting on the fourteenth, and uh, tickets I understand are now available. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yep. and uh, what are we looking at in terms of uh, the the time frame of the show? Uh, besides the dates, you know, uh, times that we'll be starting uh, on stage, and then as well, how do we get those tickets?
2: Okay, uh, Friday and Saturday shows are seven thirty, and the Sunday matinee is two thirty. So we run those two weekends starting the fourteenth and ending on Sunday the 23rd, so six total runs, and they can call the uh, MCAP number, and I'm ashamed to say I don't have that.
1: Oh, we'll post it.
2: Okay,
5: oh, <laughs> thank, yeah.
1: thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll uh, lead people to yeah, it. Ticket line is open right now. Um, yeah. Call in and, and get them. They're, yeah. they're going fast, I understand.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, tell us about the show then. Uh, American Hero, it's been a long time since I've uh, seen it, mm-hmm. uh, and so, for my benefit as well since i'm you know getting older uh, don't necessarily remember it all uh so give us a, a synopsis of the plot and then what we're going to enjoy about it so much
2: it's about it centers around the three sandwich artists who work for the sandwich shop uh, and their their struggles as as minimum wage workers all three of them have different uh difficult things that they're going through in their lives and those come out and they play out um, the different battles that come up and the uh and the resolution at the end which is a nice ending Uh, and there is and i play four different characters so throughout i'm kind of that one that progresses the story as i pop in and pop out but it really is the other three young people that are on in the cast with us they're just tremendous
1: yeah some some good people You know, that's one of the great things I love about uh, going up to Corson, is the fact that it may be a small theater in size, but boy, it is big on heart and big on talent. And Marisa Moser, I'm so happy that I will get to see you on that stage now, (laughs) because I already know you to be that.
5: Oh, I would say. And uh, so
1: tell us about uh, the parts or or parts that you have then, and uh, what you look forward to most about this.
3: Oh, it's it's such a wonderful script I um, I play sherry who is the youngest um, employee there she's 18 years old and she's very much as 18 year years old as you can get she's very um, quiet and weird and insecure and looks to her co-workers um, for leadership uh, and sort of fails to get it in a lot of ways <laughs> I, I there's a lot of there's a lot of um, her coming into her own when she realizes that um, instead of looking for other people to step up to the plate sometimes she has to mm-hmm. and I think that's something that everyone goes through around that age you know yeah you've just left school and you realize oh I'm the adult now I have to be the one to lead the charge in a lot of ways and I think that that's something that a lot of young people can relate to a lot
1: including yourself
3: oh yeah yeah yeah, we've all been there. We've all been yeah. there waiting for someone older to do something, realizing, oh, that's me now, you know? Yeah. And that's that's kind of nerve-wracking and fun.
1: Dave, what did, uh, are you going to enjoy most about it? The playing four different parts? <laughs> <laughs> or just the fact of being on stage again?
2: Uh, playing the four different parts. Uh, I've done other plays where I've played multiple characters, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of natural to do that. You have to learn to distinguish differentiate between the, the characters so they mm-hmm. don't think it's the same person up there same right. character and brian has given me a lot of tips and i actually play off these young people that i'm on stage with they they kind of give you a reaction that makes you feel good about what you're doing and you kind of go with with what you getting the feedback with what you're getting from them yes. it's wonderful
1: yeah, and they're mighty talented young young people, too, uh, because the others are Ryan Howe and uh, Macy Lynn, correct? Correct. Yeah. And uh, they've been doing a few things out of that theater for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, uh, they both have come off of recent uh, one-person shows. Yes. You and know, and, 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 yeah. Yeah. and, and any time you see somebody do that, that's just always a marvel,
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, especially for someone like me that, you know, acting has been long gone away because I can't memorize anything anymore (laughs) and to do a full show then for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, what's been the most difficult part of putting this show together then?
3: Ooh, What is the most difficult part? Um, do you have anything to go off right away?
2: Well, you, you mentioned Dave talking about the memorization of the lines, um, these, and I keep talking about these other three actors that are in the cast with me, but they, they're so good at it, and then the the other two that have just done their one-person shows. It makes me realize that if they can do that, I need to step up my game and right. remember my t- tiny little parts, you know. That so it, it kind of puts the pressure on myself to perform up to the standard they've set. But it's uh, the hardest part has been what I would call my longest uninterrupted speech part where you have to ramble off without another line from another actor that kind of give you the clue. So,
1: and that's still just one of the characters
2: at that yeah, point. That's You're one, yeah. not
1: switching characters within that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's um, been the hardest for me. Yeah. Uh, now, you were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, um, you've got the four different characters. You want to make sure that the audience doesn't think of them only as one. Uh, so first of all, are, are you getting any costume type changes? You know, small or if they may be and so forth? Uh, that help with differentiating those?
2: Yes. Uh, My wife, Cindy, is doing the costumes for Mm -hmm. this. And uh, the first character I am uh, is the sub shop owner. And I take on an uh, Eastern European type of uh, accent. It calls for some kind of an accent, indistinguishable, but it's a foreign accent. And another one, I play uh, a man from corporate, so playing that straight up like myself. <laughs> and another one, I'm in a dream scene with Marisa, mm-hmm. and I play a six-foot-tall sub-sandwich. <laughs> and the other one, I'm a, I, I'm a very angry customer. so. Mm. But yes, costume changes. I, sure. I do have a, a sub-shop or a sub-costume that mm-hmm. I'm going to wear. And, uh, so my wife's got me in different costumes that hopefully will distinguish between that
1: all right Very so th- that helps no. out yeah. <laughs> uh, which two out of the four are the most opposite that you really have to go Ooh, switch come on i gotta be this person or they've got to be this sandwich
5: i
2: i think the uh the two bigger uh roles that are there the uh the sub shop owner where i'm the foreigner who's owning the shop and uh trying to realize his own American dream, maybe by franchising the sub sandwich shop and the corporate guy who's coming in and playing the other end of that
5: mm-hmm.
2: were kind of a heavy, but I, I also have my own bit of struggles too, like the sub shop or the sub workers do, you know, my own life is kind of a shambles, but, uh, so I have to play those two ends and I've got to think about that a bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Marisa, uh, you, you started young uh in acting um as you continue to progress in your career what do you find interesting about each role that you get
3: Ooh, that's a good question
1: i get one in per interview that's my quota
3: (laughs) i think i think that you you get to realize how i think at a certain point you realize how you really can't you have to start from scratch with every role and you really have to start with scratch in like in an, you have to empathize with each character that you play like um, and then after you realize that you start realizing these commonalities between characters where at a, I think at a certain point I start doing things where I'll relate um, the things that I connect with and the things that I empathize with in one character with somebody that I've played you know, a couple years before and I start thinking of certain things where you can improve. You know, there's things now that I know that I didn't know a couple years ago. And so when you play this role that isn't really, it's not the same role, but it's, you know, some people get to uh, revisit roles and things. I've never gotten to do that before. I've never been able to go back and redo a, a show before. But um, I think there's a little element of that sometimes when you revisit a role with some of the knowledge that you've gained from another. Um, and that's super useful. And also it's just an exciting thing to stumble upon and to realize that, you know, you can do so.
1: Take us through your pre-show routine.
3: My pre-show what routine. Do you, do you have any
1: rituals? Do you have any superstitions or anything that uh, you go through before you go on stage?
3: I'm a big stretcher okay um i really like i'm very i think naturally a little bit detached from physicality in my everyday life and so i really like to give my brain a break and really just you know get a little space on the floor wherever i am backstage and stretch um i i like my favorite pre-show meal is um mcdonald's chicken nuggets (laughs) i i really like to get myself a little chicken nugget box (laughs) because it's well you know it's light enough that you know i I, if i only have you know five or eight or something like it's it's light enough that it doesn't weigh me down but it's also not you know as inconsequential as a salad you know it's it's like the perfect it's the perfect pre-show meal i think um and then i always i don't finish the whole box i leave a couple for intermission (laughs) then i pop back real quick uh, you know, check hair and stuff like that and, you know, grab a few chicken nuggets. So but, the
2: dressing room is going to smell like chicken nuggets.
3: I, yeah. Usually my, my little area does, yeah. <laughs> chicken nuggets and well, hairspray. And
2: <laughs> the other thing is, you know, at uh,
1: at Corson, there's not a lot of room backstage.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> right so dave what about you what what kind of superstitions traditions rituals that uh, you go through to get ready
2: i i'm not a an energy drink drinker Mm -hmm. but i do before every performance i'll have a red bull okay um and i'm a pacer too after i get into costume right curtain and run lines and run them in my head I'll walk in a walk back and forth in our basement running things through my head and visualizing where am I go, not where am I going to be but where am I going to be when I'm saying this and just pick, trying to picture my whole my upcoming scene
5: mm-hmm.
2: so that's that's what I do I'm not a stretcher anymore I used to run yeah. track and hurdle not not <laughs> <that> anymore
1: <laughs> well you know you talked about the the red bull I just uh, read uh, I happen to be hosting A a trivia game uh, this week that is all about superstitions and one of the sports questions is about uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, Uh from the NHL. Uh He always drank a Diet Coke, a water, a Gatorade, and another Diet Coke in that same order before every game. But the interesting thing was on his hockey stick he put baby powder on it. And oh. he said, you have to take care of those that take care of you. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. everybody has, you know, different superstitions and yeah. so forth. So I was curious, you know, I always like asking that question before people perform, yeah. you know, because, uh, you know, some people obviously have a, a variety of different things that they like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it's it's always a, a great question and fun answers that, that mm-hmm. come about from that. Yeah, that is a good yeah. question.
2: And I think because plays are so structured, I mean, you have to follow right. that path. I, I think as an actor, it's helped me start that pre-show by starting my own path and and keeping the focus on what I'm going to do. So yeah. if the routine is the same pre-show, hopefully it's the same during the show. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It, it just gets you into like a, a zone of focus and also of comfort, I think, too. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I do like... Uh, an energy Go to drink. the happy place. I do like an energy drink. Um, but I, I'm like generally you would a need it. person. Yeah, I'm generally a happy <laughs> person. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so,
1: Dave, what originally
2: got you started in acting? What was uh, the impetus that took place? I was on a business trip in Montana, and my wife was on the MCAP board at the time. I had mm-hmm. nothing to do with theater up until this story. Uh, she gave me a call. You know, I checked in with her every night, We checked back in the hotel and how's it going? You know, she said, um, our upcoming play, we didn't have enough guys audition. Would you consider that? I said, no, I've never done acting. I'm... She said, really? It's a small role, please. So I said, okay, I'll try it. So I did. And of course I got the role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what was that role? I was, uh, Anthony uh, Wilding Wilder in, uh, Enchanted April. Okay. Wonderful play. And okay. a, what talking about a wonderful play to get your, get feet, your feet wet, wet. with. Yeah. And, uh, and the cast was again, li- lifelong friends, uh, that I've, that from that first show learned a lot of lessons and got bit, yeah. I've been, I've been in four, This'll be my 14th show up in MCAP.
1: Oh, congratulations. So. That's excellent. Yeah. You know, what's a great is, as we talk to people in the theater especially, it's also true of uh, all of the arts uh, in this community, is the fact that it's a family. And uh, everybody starts to think of that. Uh, and, you know, you, you kind of have your own little family that's going to have in production A. There's going to be another one in production B. Mm-hmm. But there's this one in NCAP then there's another that uh, in all of the acting that Mm -hmm. uh, everybody does and so Mm -hmm. forth. And that family just continues to grow, and I I love seeing that. And it's just so fun to watch everybody because I think that's what is so great about, uh, you know, the way that we've seen arts and entertainment in general explode, but I especially love the way that the community theater is Mm -hmm. exploding right now. Um, You know, you've got, uh, besides the traditional ones, you know, because MCAP, 40 years old town 40 years 20 years for what's now the premier playhouse but you know think of all the years they've been in Sioux Falls Mm -hmm. all total and so forth uh but all the other small theater Mm -hmm. that's coming about you know that's performing in places like a book co-op and Mm -hmm. you know the opportunities for everyone Mm -hmm. uh, has been so great and to see that these families just continue to grow and uh you know it's so fun because you can tell that that happens. You know, we're supposed to go in there and it's, it's, we know uh, that, you know, you're doing a great job as an actor. And because we're feeling that character, we're getting the emotion, we're getting everything we need to get out of that play uh, or musical, Uh, but by the same token, we're going, boy, didn't so-and-so, that chemistry was amazing. Do you feel that on stage as well? when you've got a great chemistry with another actor. And it's just the fact that, hey, we're all in it together.
3: I mean, yeah, I think that's something you talk about, like community theater specifically, but I think that's really something that I've seen. Just I think creators in general in Sioux Falls, especially, I think there's just that energy of um, being there for each other Mm -hmm. that I think is very, very beneficial for the growth of the arts in Sioux Falls so far. I think there's a lot of that feeling of we're in it together and we have a common goal, Um, whether that is in like for a cast for a specific show, you have the common goal of the show or larger than that, you know, a common goal of entertaining people or providing art in Sioux Falls or growing more opportunities, things like that. I think that there is very much that energy to to the community here that is super, super valuable and cool and unique. Yeah. Um, but for sure, yeah, I think that part of every rehearsal process is getting to that point where as a cast, you're thinking as a team. I think that it's something that I, I'm very much not a sports person. I've never been on a sports team before. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to people who do team sports, um, it sounds very similar. Right. At a certain point, you're working as a team and it's not really, there's a lot of work you have to do as an individual, but at a certain point, it very much is no longer about an individual. It's less a group of singular creators, and it turns into one collaborative effort. And I think that, that you see that happen with every, every show that you do, I think, at least in my, in my experience.
2: I agree. I've, I've thought of that every time I've been on stage, you're all pulling for the same goal, just mm-hmm. like you would in, in a team. And uh, talking about the family too, about the, the theater family, um, it's almost like a Venn diagram, You know, while there's all these different theaters that you mentioned, we're not in competition with each other. That's we overlap, the other thing. You know, an yes. actor from this show is over there, a yeah. director comes in, or, mm-hmm. and you learn, you pick up ideas from, from somebody who's been in another theater, and they bring something too Everyone brings something different to every production, I think. And everybody supports each other, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They, they are family. All of these, the, the other three actors, uh, the oldest, the two oldest are the same age as my two oldest kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, while I may not think of them as my kids, they kind of are my they kids. They kind of are, Even though I yell at Marisa in the, in the
1: show here. Uh, What about that Brian Shipper character as a director? How's he doing?
2: Well, he must be doing something right. We keep him around.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't
3: know. He casted us, so. <laughs> uh, and speaking of
1: directing, aren't you going to be directing something this year, dear? I
3: am. I am actually Corson's next show is um, Twas the Night. It is a like it's one big Christmas show made up of five smaller scripts, and one of them is mine. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. The one I'm doing is um, a is Christmas song by Len Jenkins. Um, And I'm very, very excited. I have sort of the one quieter, more uh, less comedic one Mm -hmm. in the five. And so I get the nice little task of quieting everything down and maybe depressing a few people. And then, you know, and then the next next script kicks in and it's super funny and everyone laughs. So I think that that will be very interesting to be a part of You know, it's not, it's not your standard show. It's not your standard show. And it's my first time directing. So I really, I really wanted to do this because I knew that I would have a group of four other directors plus Brian Shipper leading the whole thing to lean back on because I know that I will benefit from, you know, the guidance of people who've done things before me.
1: (laughs) Well, if you direct as well as you act, you will be a smash.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah,
1: And Dave, as you uh, were were shining with the, uh, you know, smile of a father (laughs) figure uh, when Marisa was talking about that, what do you look for when you are choosing directors?
2: Well, as a
1: board, you know, what do you look for? Yeah, the
2: round of interviews that we had for our Christmas shows was uh, very competitive. We had some good people come out and... Me personally, I'm looking for someone who's who can bring a preliminary vision. You know, you, you haven't had your nose in the book for weeks. So, but if if they've grasped uh, what that what the gist of the script is and can bring their vision and bring an energy, that goes a long way with me. And uh, and the five people that we did pick for this are. Truly amazing. You know, some first time actors or first time directors and some veteran directors. It's it's going to be a a blast, I think.
1: Yet another thing to look forward to in the 40th season. In the meantime, we have, uh, of course, American Hero starting up uh, Friday, October 14th. Marisa Moser, Dave Baki, who are in the cast. Dave's also a uh, board member. Marisa is going to be directing later in the year. So great to have you both along. And uh, Marisa has uh, answered these questions before, so Dave, It's your first time on the show. I'm sure it won't be the last. But uh, when you're not part of the entertainment and arts scene, what do you like to be entertained by?
2: I like to be outdoors in my yard and garden uh, when I'm not rehearsing or memorizing lines. (laughs) Uh, But I also volunteer at uh, track meets in the spring. I work at the state track meet, the Howard Wood Dakota Relays, Mm -hmm. and... uh, I've worked some national meets up at SDSU. Excellent. So I All just right. try to stay involved. That keeps you young. Yeah. Being around young people. In yeah.
1: fact, uh, I, I believe I had a track question in my, um, you know, trivia that I hosted last week. Oh. How many false starts can you get before you're DQ'd? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marisa.
3: Mm-hmm?
1: What do you like to be entertained by?
3: Um, Honestly, uh, your standard Netflix Hulu, things like okay. that. I, I'm very much a, a, I, I'm a couch. Yeah, I'm a couch potato. Um, I just got a Nintendo Switch Lite recently, <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> but I also I really love um, kind of having a space for myself to do art that is very just for me. I think that a lot of the things that I do are, um, you know, they're made to be seen by people. And so I do a lot of um, playing musical instruments by myself just for fun. Um, uh, I paint. I do some poetry that, again, things that are just for me. But I think that that's very valuable um, to have certain art that is less less for the consumption of others and more for your own uh, your own self entertainment because it really is very relaxing mm-hmm. to get to be not great at something you know it's really nice to um not have that pressure of oh i've got to meet this deadline got to be off book here i've got to be this this that it's really nice to just have that space to be like mm, this might be a waste of time and that's okay yeah you know so i doodle yeah that's yeah. my
1: art form yeah. that i do
3: it's very fun to, yeah. just, to just sit and doodle on, but you're you know? you're right
1: you know you do have to have that uh, alone time yeah. when you're not flipping the switch to be on as a performer
3: yeah, yeah. or a creative
1: yeah. in that way but still be creative just for your own mind's sake and mm-hmm. i used yeah.
3: to i used to do that between classes i would just i would get old notes and like flip to the back and just draw little cartoons on them you know and things like that just some something a little funny to get my mind off things mm-hmm. and i think that 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 sort of uh mentality towards some some creative pursuits is really really helpful for me
1: well we're all thankful that uh the both of you have uh, chosen to uh, make uh, mighty course and art players part of your expression of mm-hmm. creativity and uh, looking forward to being up there next weekend uh it starts on friday october 14th uh my lovely and i will be in attendance on the 15th and volunteering on the 22nd
5: mm-hmm. so we'll
1: see you a couple of times That'd be great <laughs> all right <laughs> thank you both so much appreciate your time being on the dave holly hour thank you Dave.
3: thank you so much for having us
1: and we'll be back to wrap up the dave holly hour in just a moment ladies when it's time to give your nails some love get that extra special treatment from quality nails on south minnesota avenue in sioux falls manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps FUN never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. and FUN is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skyler Volks, as well as many others and a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South
0: Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40 square foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. And thanks again everybody.
1: And uh, first of all, to my great guests, Allison Morgan, Marisa Moser, and Dave Bocchi. Thanks to the man that put the R&R Wine Bar, Ricardo Terrabelsi both of this week's conversations were recorded there most of all though thank you for your interest in Sioux empire arts entertainment thank you for the shares thank you for the likes uh thank you for the follows everything else that comes along with this and it's just uh, i'm i'm so appreciative of it that we are now at 150 episodes but by the way if you haven't done so so far Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you follow on Facebook and or Instagram, you are automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. And if you just don't know where to find it, you can always just go online. All 150 episodes now at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly,
0: and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our pizza with a podcaster contest. The Dave Holly hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle studios by Big D entertainment.
1: Thanks for listening.